we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for September 26, 2016. This next part is a lengthy audio clip. Normally I don't play audio clips this long, but I felt that the information that was covered here, there's some things that they've got, got into here that I've really never heard before. Um, this is from Greg Everson and Steve Quayle, but it's more what Greg Everson's saying. I've never heard him say things like this before. I've heard him say a lot of stuff about the coming martial law and the New World Order and the foreign troops on our soil, but I have never heard him say this. And this man is, you know, kind of on his deathbed. Um, and... Lord knows I tried to help him. <laughs> I sent him a protocol to fix, at the time, what was ailing him. And, of course, the MD said, Oh, no, you probably shouldn't do... It was all whole food stuff for the problems he was having. It could have done nothing but helped him. It could have done nothing but that. But in the end, he refused to take any of it. So, I don't know what more I could do. I tried. God knows I tried. And you'll hear how, you know, uh, infirmed he sounds. And um, this is what um, I believe happens when you just give yourself wholeheartedly to the medical profession. Who specialize in the area of pharmacia sorcery. You cannot drug your body into good health. It's impossible can't do it yeah they can keep you going you know in what kind of state you're going to be going in and it's usually not that great but anyway um i'm going to go ahead and roll this it's our our giant nephilim coming to kill us and this heavily ties in with what we just covered okay so i'm going to go ahead and play this where are these giants where are these evil ones Okay, this is Greg Everson. He's got a real raspy voice. He's, like I said, he's not really doing that great. He's saying, where are these giants? Where are these evil ones? And again, I've never heard him get into this before. Steve Quayle, yeah. Um, a lot of other alternative researchers, sure, but not Greg Everson, a former state trooper, decorated, you know. So I really was, this was really intriguing to me when I heard this. Coming from, they're coming from, the Andes. They're coming from the Alps. They're coming from other mountain ranges. They're coming from areas on islands that people... The giants that are getting ready to emerge, which would totally fulfill what Jesus Christ said as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And has been a big reason why people say, oh, well... You know, he was just talking about marrying and giving in marriage and all that other stuff. And obviously we don't see giants running around, so that's not what Jesus was in reference to. Okay, now I've also said, whoa, 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 what were they doing in Noah's day? They were interbreeding with women. What do we see going on that we just documented in the first part of the study where we're seeing this massive breeding program, these women turn up pregnant, after getting abducted, and then five months into the pregnancy, they're re-abducted, and all of a sudden, their their baby's gone. Okay? And these hybrids, or, or hubrids, whatever you want to call them, 
are either waiting in the wings or or some of them have actually been reintegrated back into society so it is exactly like but this this is the overt manifestation of as it was in the days of noah so shall it be in the days of the coming of the son of man so this is a whole other level i hadn't really heard before not even heard of in most cases why because part of the evil is to keep this from you until the last moment and so in other words the new world order satan especially the christian church he would not want anybody to know what is actually going to be coming until the last moment he wants to keep everybody in the dark as much as... And hasn't the lukewarm 501c3 corporate church of America and elsewhere done a great job at keeping the lid on the true Genesis 6 narrative? Haven't they done a wonderful job for Satan doing that to keep everybody in the dark? And can you imagine when these things are actually unleashed what the reaction is going to be? Because the, the, the so-called Christians are going to be totally unprepared on how to deal with this, not prepared spiritually in any way, shape, or form. Bingo. That's all by design. It's exactly as Satan wanted it. He doesn't want us to be prepared. He doesn't want us to know about the devices of Satan. Why? Because he wants to get an advantage of us. He wants us to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. That is his goal. Then they will unleash everything at once. And there will be no way that we can fight it. No turning back. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe there's no way we can fight it. I don't believe that for a second. That's not spoken out of faith. Uh, I do believe literally this battle, and, and I do believe the more evil the entity you're dealing with, the more spiritual whatever you're going at that thing with will be effective. I literally believe in the real, literal armor of God. Okay, and the sword of the Spirit. And you better as well, because, I mean, what are you going to do? Buy a 50 cal and go for a headshot? The giants that they're describing here, that wouldn't even work. They're too big. They're too big. Normally, the giants that I've heard on planet Earth that, that a lot of the military have engaged, they say you got to kill them with a 50 cal headshot, preferably a copper bullet. There's something with copper that they don't like. Okay, what are you going to do as a Christian? You're going to go out and buy buy a 50 cal, and and get that thing sighted in at 5,000 yards or whatever, or the five five thousand feet or whatever. I'm not saying if God's not leading you to do that, that's fine. But I'm just saying the battle that's coming is going to be like unlike anything we've ever seen. It's going to be physical beings that we're dealing with. And God will be our only hope. I'm not saying you don't go go out and, and buy bullets, beans, whatever, Bibles, you know, these types of things. These types of things as we would want to do i mean okay they, these bible verses which i've always been a big proponent of proverbs 22 3 a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself but the simple pass on and are punished proverbs 6 6 go to the ant thou sluggard consider her ways and be wise 
Um, Proverbs 30.25, which is kind of an expansion on the last verse. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat, meaning their food, in summer. They gather and harvest so that they have plenty of food when, they, when there's not food available, like in winter. Okay, these are, these are things where the Bible says, do this, you know, if you can. Proverbs 30, 25, the answer are people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in summer. There's a Russian proverb that says, when it happens, you will know that it is true, but by then it will be too late. And this is what Satan is banking on. With all of this stuff that I'm talking about, with the whole alien agenda thing, with the whole giants now that we're going to be talking about, you know, when you, when you see it, when, when it happens, you'll know it's true. But if you haven't prepared spiritually, body, soul, spirit, it'll be too late. That's what Satan's banking on. He wants the body of Christ to be totally caught off guard with all of this that we're talking about. But, and I'm going to, again, I've been talking more than I've talked probably in four months, but this is such a joy for me. Uh, he, he can barely talk at this point. I mean, God bless him. And please, yes, pray for him. Pray for Greg Evison. You know, I'm not saying I love the man. I do. I mean, that's big reason I sent him that protocol for free. <laughs> I'm trying to help them. You know, I've only been doing this 23 years. I've only specialized in clinical nutrition for 23 years, which, you know, it's always like, oh, no, it's got, no, not whole foods. Whole foods don't contradict drugs. Some herbs do, yes, but not whole foods. And that's what I sent him. I sent him standard process, whole food tablets. It's like eating food. Could have made such a difference. Oh, it's just, but it's a big reason that, it, honestly, it was a relief for me to get out of private practice. Because you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You know? And I am a very caring person, and I would pour myself into my patients. And so much of the time, they would either not appreciate it or do it for a couple days. And because it wasn't Burger King, they wanted it their way and they wanted it now. It was an instantaneous, like popping a drug in their mouth. They wanted to undo... 30 years of, or 40 years of damage seemingly overnight, and that wasn't possible, they would give up. It wore on me. Getting into this ministry was a relief because I didn't have to deal with that aspect near as much. And, and I mean, I'm just being honest. It was very frustrating. But it's, it's American, particularly American mindset and human nature. You know, it's, it's, it's what's been ingrained into Americans, especially. We want it our way and we want it now. Oh, I get a headache, I take a drug, drug, it goes away. Yeah, but what actually caused the underlying headache? It's particularly if you're getting them on a consistent basis. Is it that your neck's out of alignment, which is usually the case? Is it that you have a really, really toxic liver? Or maybe a toxic colon? Or maybe there's other factors involved. You know, oh, I thought you just took a drug and covered up the symptom and that was, no. That's not how God deals with things. God goes at the root of the problem. Drugs treat symptoms, and you can't drug your body into good health. Sorry, I got off on a tangent there. Be with you tonight, folks, and with these brave men. So I'm going to ask if somebody up there will take and give me just a little bit more, and then when I come back, uh, we're going to...
issues that are out there that have been discovered. Okay, so I'm really sorry about the choppiness of this and about the, there were all kind of people complaining in the comment section. I'm like, just, just, just bear with it. Just please bear with this because it's worth, it's worth, and I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying understand that it's kind of, it's going to be this way for a while. We got a long way to go, um, but it's worth it to bear with this, stick around for the information because some of this stuff I have never even heard myself. Near Washington, uh, D.C., in the last uh, just very short time. So, folks, uh, give me a break, which I'll, I'll take it. Uh, Doug, do you want to comment before I... So he needed a break. He had spoke. He needed a break is what he meant. He didn't mean, like, give me a break, you know. It was, he needed an actual break to before he could come back and talk more. Take it. No, go ahead, Steve. Okay. One, one of the things that, and, and thank God Greg is coming on again, ladies and gentlemen, when his surgery, one of the, I forget which one, but they damaged his larynx and, uh, and his vocal cords. So, you know, his uh, whole respiratory system and his speech ability, is just, he's just regaining that with his strength. But, you know, one of the reasons why I love Greg Evenson and why I respect him so much, and I've never been in the military. And I just want to make it clear. I love him and respect him, too. I really do. That was why it was not even a no-brainer for me to just, when I heard, oh, okay, I'm going to send him the pro. I'm not saying that to, to whatever. I'm just saying I really do. And I, I'm not trying to degrade the man. I just, and I get it. I understand. People are so medically indoctrinated. And once you're in the medical system, as I've said to other people, listen, you're going to have to make your choice. It's very, very hard to do both. It's very, very hard to be going to your MDs and then also to, let's let's say, an alternative practitioner. Maybe you're trying to do this on your own. They're contradictory. It's that way for a reason. Satan does not, who controls the medical industry, the modern-day medical industry was totally controlled and, and created by Satan. I went over this before. You look at the, 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 the roots of it. IG Farben, which was the, mon, which was the driving monetary... Um, the main monetary driving machine behind Hitler was was what literally split into three different com uh, companies after World War II and really helped come into America and, and design college curriculum and these types of things. A lot of that was Rockefeller doing that. And, and it spawned the modern-day medical industry, and, and every type of disease or condition was then all um, treated with a chemical which is what IG Farben was, a chemical company. A chemical that treated symptoms but did nothing to actually fix the underlying problem. Why? Because they want reoccurring revenue and those chemicals all have side effects. They're all lethal in high doses. Just try to take a whole bottle of any medication. You'll find that out. I'm not saying do it, but they're all lethal at high dosages. Whereas you could take, like, eat a whole bottle of our AF beta food that I sell and you're not going to die. You might get diarrhea. <laughs> You're not going to die. And every single disease received a chemical protocol medically. That's how the MDs are taught. And they've been taught like this, I don't know, it's the 30s, 20s. The colleges were all taken over at that point. They were they were offered all kind of money. Hey, listen, we're going to revamp your colleges. We're, we're going to pour all kind of money into it we just want to help you design curriculum and we want to help design protocols 
So then you take a drug long enough, well, then you're going to have side effects from that drug, the drugs. Then you've got to take more drugs to counteract those side effects. And then eventually you become a surgical candidate, which is also a medical issue. Then you've got to go get surgery. It is all feeding into the medical coffers, and it's all a satanic design. Now, I'm not saying emergency medicine's bad. I'm not saying that, okay? But beyond emergency medicine, you cannot drug your body into good health. It is impossible. You cannot do it with pharmakia, which is the root word for sorcery, which is where we derive the word pharmaceuticals. And again, just keep pharmaceutical, sorcery, or whatever in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done tons of studies on this, and um, it's very easy to verify. That's obvious to you, those of you who are. The point being is here you've got a soldier for the Lord Jesus Christ absolutely being raised off his deathbed, but deathbed and saying, I'm not going to give up. I have not talked to Greg about any of this stuff. I want people to understand this. Separate and apart from me, in other words, I'm not calling Greg every other day, checking on him to see how he is or everything, because I told Greg, I said, Greg, I'm going to let you heal. Every time he talks, and, and prior to this, it was very difficult for him to talk. I know he was on with Hawk last week or the week before. But the point that I'm trying to make is simply this. He's standing his post in his position. Greg is one of the two people I know that were zapped, literally, by a weapon system that most people, if they were on their, what I would call their uh, hyena and jackal boards, would say doesn't exist. So was Hawk. When Hawk went down for the 10 count, people immediately gathered around their jackal and hyena boards and said he was faking it. You know, and the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, you better listen to this. I have not talked to Greg outside of asking him to come on this show in reference to anything concerning giants, Antarctica, or anything else. Now, look, it's obvious that the people that monitor my email and phones and Greg's emails and phones and all their little spies and all their propagandites and all their little trolls from hell, all their invented uh, intelligences, all their slanders, obviously they're working overtime. But Greg was told by a one-star general that the giants are coming. And I'll let him tell you exactly from Antarctica. The tunnels between Antarctica and uh, South America have been absolutely activated. And these things are a half mile wide by hundreds of feet tall. Did you get that? Doug, you understand how big that is? A half mile by two to 300 feet in the air. That's a 20 to 30 foot story building. Now, gee, why do they need tunnels that tall? You know, again, uh, maybe we should get, we'd probably get in trouble, but the Jeopardy uh, theme song that plays when, when questions are being pondered, or excuse me, answers are being pondered to the questions that have been presented. What's critical for people to understand is this. Even Adolf Hitler ended up in Peru. After doing a show with you, Doug, I don't know, a couple months ago, I was contacted by a gentleman, he's older, and he told me about his dad and told me about the uh, migration of Hitler from Argentina to Brazil to Peru, but to the underground citadels of Peru. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's not by chance or circumstance that we started in Peru with the True Legend series that Tim and the film crew have gone to on uh, a couple occasions, as well as Europe and other places, to document this. So when Greg Evenson told me that his uh, one-star general was telling him to warn the people, it is provocative in the sense that it's no longer hidden. The gates of hell are open. You're seeing animals born with human faces. You're seeing the Chinese cloning humans, announcing it. They will not sign to any agreement. The chimeras are coming back. Pregnant tyrannosaurs with, uh, and by the way, that word means terrible lizard, it is basically uh, a pregnant, they're going to extract live DNA. I believe and have been told by people in the know that they already exist. And then if that's not enough, now you can put into perspective, and this is why I said, Jesus said men's hearts failing them for looking after those things coming up on the earth. After 25 years, I'm, that's like, what, about nah, close, close to 40% of my life, talking about this stuff, the point is now you cannot deny the fact that the robot wars are here, that the, uh, if you will, the Skynet is in place, that the end of human beings is going to be even more uh, pronounced, the mouthpieces of hell. Who hates humanity more than anything or anyone or any one or any things in the entire universe it's the devil because god in his majesty created adam originally in his image and likeness jesus christ came to reestablish that likeness we don't quit being uh, uh, uh men or women and by the way that's by um, that is by design not by desire the whole issue of gender confusion all goes back to the same thing. The devil is tearing up the image of men and women before your very eyes, and the kiss the enemy's butt embracing pulpits are going right along with it. Now, that's as tactful as I know how to be. Steve, uh, very especially... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, and, and, and do you, do you have the, the, your breath back, Greg? I believe I do. Okay, go ahead. Thank I you. want you to focus. I want you to focus, if you would, uh, on specifically the general statement on Antarctica, the tunnels, and where they're going to come up throughout the world. Would you do that? I sure will. Look. Now, Steve's wrote a whole book that he released not uh, too long ago. Like 40 bucks, though. It's Empire Under the Ice, and um, it's regarding the... And I, I've heard this for a long time, and he's got a whole book now written on it regarding how what the Nazis did after World War II, and the the whitewashed history that we were actually presented, and how they moved to um, their base of operation in Antarctica under the ice, and um, I guess it's a whole book on that. So he's I think he's very qualified to speak on that subject. Uh, there are some good people in the Pentagon. There are some that I wouldn't give you five cents for. But there are ladies and gentlemen that are trying, again, their best. Many are, were forcibly retired, including 
General Boykin, uh, a tremendous uh, warrior, Green Beret General. Uh, look, folks, these guys are are just beside themselves. Trying to think of a stronger term, uh, they are just lost in grief over what's happened uh, to the uh, American servicemen and women and what's taking place in front of their eyes. But when I have a general tell me that these tunnels are so huge that you can have 10 B-52s wingtip to wingtip uh, in those tunnels so they can be extricated and used for what? Well, for war against mankind. Now, he's talking about the tunnels the giants are going to come out of. In, like, South America, <clears throat> Antarctica, these types of places, evidently. They're huge. I mean, they're gigantic. That all types of uh, artillery and <clears throat> other weapons of war are in those tunnels. Now, here is something you may have heard, oh, I don't know, over the last few years. But that is simply that we are anywhere from 40 to 75 years uh, out from the latest technology. We are that far down that there are weapons you have never heard of, seen used, seen demonstrated, or anything else. It is that great a problem we're dealing with. Now, Steve... Now, I'm not 100% sure what he's in reference to here. I have heard that quite a bit, where, you know, these, these um, <clears throat> you know... The technology we've essentially gotten from the Fallen Angels, particularly since the Grenada Treaty was signed. If you don't know what that is, just King Grenada, contendingfortruth.com in the search box. Um, where basically our government entered into league with these entities. And um, this is no, no coincidence that this is when we've seen the technological explosions that have taken place from oh, like the late 40s on with computers and things of this nature. Uh, but there's a lot of things that we haven't been privy to, and they have a lot of technology. And I don't know whether he means they're pre-positioning advanced weapons for the giants in the tunnels. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. It doesn't really elaborate on that, but uh, it, it either way, it doesn't sound good. This came to me today, and I almost fell off the edge of that chair here when you said this. Uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex, Thunder Lizard, Terrible Lizard, uh, have you ever heard, and I should put you on, on the spot like that, but what I was told was that these Thunder Lizards, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, are going to be, in effect, the pets, the escorts, for the Giants. Now, I, don't I, have, think I have heard that, and, and they even made, the Germans even made a mockumentary about Hitler in Antarctica that showed uh, one of the Nazi high command riding one as a pet, okay? 
so they've already they've already thrown that out. But go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. Well, no, no. I just you know it it was so stupefying to me because frankly, Steve, I had not heard that. He's hearing this from high level contacts in the Pentagon. Now, again, I've never heard Greg Everson come out with this kind of information ever. It's always been like state trooper contacts, high people in the military, you know, more not like fringe people giving him information. So if he's getting information from these types of people, I mean, wow, I've never heard this from him, ever. So, now, am I going to be dogmatic and say this is absolutely 100%? No, but, you know... A big part of the implementation of the New World Order is order out of chaos. Okay, This is how they believe they're going to usher in the New World Order from the Old World Order. And the more chaos, the more havoc, the more sheer terror they can, in, they can inflict on the masses, the higher likelihood they're going to be able to impose their will on us. From the fear factor alone, okay? Shock and awe is another term that's associated with that. I see it, that written over this scenario all day long. That was out there so far on the edge of the branch. I'm talking the twig part. And uh, so, but nonetheless, these giants are going to be using the tunnels that have the openings in all of the continents, as I mentioned before, and they are going to be quickly overrun by millions of giants and other creations of rogue science. We know that science is way ahead uh, of what we think they have uh, done what they have actually created, and because of that, what we're going to see will be so uh, beyond the pale that we won't, we simply won't be able to deal with it. And that's why when I speak, uh, especially to a few of the guys uh, that are uh, guys I went to a state trooper school with so many years ago, they're just going, Greg, this is nothing like this have I ever heard. And I told them one not long ago, I said, please, please, uh, put your thinking hats on and be ready. I mean, it sounds like he's hearing this from multiple sources of his, like, maybe Pentagon slash police contacts, multiple it, it sounds like it's almost starting to become common knowledge. And again, th with the Illuminati, they always want to warn. It's part of the Kabbalistic Luciferian principle, which they're governed by. Which is you warn your enemies of their coming demise. <clears throat> Not only because it's a, a, a Kabbalistic Illuminati Luciferian thing, but also because they take great joy when they implement their plans after they've already warned us and that we're powerless to do anything about it so maybe this is why this is because they're so far along in their plan they're like 
it's time to release this now. Because we have to warn our enemies of what we're going to do. We want to do it. It's so far down, so far gone, so far down the rabbit hole at this point. It doesn't matter. They're not going to stop. What did that guy just tell me in that email? He says, you're not going to stop the, our dark masters. You're not going to stop our master from uh, implementing this thing. Darkness is going to overtake the world. There's nothing you can do about it. Oh, we'll see about that. We'll see. Because in the end, Jesus Christ wins. And you all are cast into the lake of fire. So actually, you got it reversed. Yes, you're going to have your time. But that doesn't mean every single Christian on the planet is going to be annihilated and wiped off. The God always preserves a remnant. Always. And I do believe that that remnant, to a certain extent, will do mighty exploits, as the Bible talks about. Whether you're from South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, wherever you are, and you are a trooper, you are going to be at the cutting edge of what is taking place now in these diabolical uh, research laboratories. So he's saying if you're a trooper, because he was a state trooper, you you could barely hear that. He says, but if you're a trooper in these states, you're going to be on the cutting edge because you're going to be law enforcement when all of this stuff actually literally gets released on the planet. The one thing I'm not really hearing them discuss in this whole discussion is what do we do about it? What what do we do? Do we frantically all go out and buy 50 cows, 50 calibers, and make sure we get, you know, copper bullets? I don't see how that's practical. And God knows most people are in, are in that position. I'm talking the weapons of our warfare, not carnal, but mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. And I'm telling you, the more wicked whatever you're dealing with, the more that applies. The more wicked whatever you're dealing with, the more that applies. And all the stuff that I've been going over in the last few teachings, particularly how you engage these things, keep the King James Bible playing in your house 24-7, preferably on the book of Revelation. Okay, if you feel so led fast, pray about these things. Beg God for more faith if you don't feel like it. Put on the full armor of God every day. You know, get right with God. Pray. Read the Word of God. Um, I mean, there's so many things that you can do. I have a whole thing dealing with devils. Basically a file. You just email me. I'll send it to you. But a lot of it's what I just said. That's what you're going to have to rely on. You're going to have to rely on the Lord Jesus Christ. You're, you're not going to be able to rely on a 50 cal. I just don't believe it. You know, I just don't, I mean, if God's convicting you to do that, fine. But that is a tremendous investment. The bullets alone are like, I don't even know how much. You know, I'm not in a position to do it, I can tell you that. And, and, nor am I going to. Because, I don't know, I just feel like that would be, I don't know, showing God I had a lack of faith that he could protect me. Now, if you're convicted another way, that's fine. I'm just saying in, in my personal instance, I mean, look, I've had all these witches trying to ask to project in here, put spells on me, curse me, curse this ministry, get it to take it. 
and I'm still here. And these people are, I really believe we're dealing with whole other levels of occultists now. The one from three years ago was high level enough, I found out. Very high level. Okay, these new ones are even higher level. They're sick of what I'm putting out. It's, it's not something they want Christians knowing. The information that we're going over. They're probably going to redouble their efforts now. Whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. My God is greater than them. You know? I don't care if, if, if there's a thousand witches standing outside of my door or a thousand giants. God is greater than all of that. I mean, I care, but God's greater. It doesn't change that fact. He created the universe. Top that, Satan. He can't. We need to get into this mindset. And it is a militant mindset. It is a warfare mindset. Because the enemy is going to be coming to us literally, very shortly. And you want to make sure your, your, your house is built in the solid rock of Christ Jesus. So when the winds come and the waves come and all these things come, you're not going to be moved. And if you die, you die. Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But always having the faith to know that God can protect you no matter how bad it gets, no matter how bleak it looks. I mean, could you imagine a more bleak scenario? <laughs> can you imagine Smiley Joel Osteen going into the pulpit? Well, brethren, I got some bad news. They're, these giants, they just came out of this gigantic tunnel in Peru. They got all this advanced weaponry. There's all kind of other abominable creatures coming with them. Some of these giants are 100 feet tall. And huh, I just, huh, and he faints. <laughs> that little worm, you think he's going to do anything? <laughs> oh, verily he has his reward. That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. We're going to see who the real Christians are coming up real shortly. And I'm not saying that because I'm Mr. Sanctimonious or I think I'm better. If I got what I deserved, I'd get death and hell. I just know whom I've believed in. I also know the pit from whence I was dug. I also know that I'll humble myself as a little baby before God. And I fear God. And I will humble myself before Him. But I'm not going to humble myself before Satan. I'm not going to do that. I'll give Him respect. Okay. I'm not going to underestimate Him. But I will go full force against the powers of the enemy through the lord jesus christ by the power of the holy spirit his angelic host and through the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and the full armor of god i'm wearing praise the lord jesus christ who is the king of kings who is the lord of lords who is the alpha the omega the first and the last and my kinsman redeemer so if i die die whatever praise the lord jesus christ but I pray his name be glorified through the body of Christ, through the remnant that are going to rise up and engage this evil head on. Engage it head on. Don't run. Don't run from the enemy. Which is an evident token of perdition when we're terrified of our adversaries. To them it sends a clear signal. We have turned our back on the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
if he created the universe, why would we ever do that? Don't do it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Period. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. God said, call upon me and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Well, I'm going to be calling upon God. Because I want to see those great and mighty things which I don't know about. See, the devil may have all this stuff to get our eyes off Jesus Christ and our eyes fixed on giants and our eyes fixed on whatever abominable creatures we may literally be engaging. And I'm not saying everybody is called to go and literally engage these things. I would think this would be more of a male thing, primarily. But women may be put in a position where they don't have a choice. But there might not be any... The men are so sorry, there might not be any men around. Well... Your face no different. It's not like my face better than yours. That's why God had to use Deborah, because the men were so sorry. Nothing against Deborah, but I'm just saying. Book of Judges. Everyone did that which was right in their own eyes. It wasn't a good godly time, okay? It wasn't like the, the book of the Bible we want to look back to and say, yeah, that's the way it needs to be. No, it wasn't. Everybody did that which was right in their own eyes. Anyway, let's... I really went off on a tangent there. Let's go back to this report. What? How bad can it be? We can't describe it. And Steve, I have heard that, uh, in fact, it was the one star that said he believed that many of these giants were hybrids that were beyond what we have heard uh, is the, quote, normal size of anywhere from uh, 30 uh, to 40 feet, that some of them are uh, in excess of 50, 60, 70 feet or beyond. Good, good. Let it be 100, let it be 200. I don't care how big they are. The bigger they are, the harder they fall in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, a 50 cal wouldn't even do anything, even a headshot on a 100-foot giant or a 70-footer. I mean, I guess unless you use like an exploding bullet that was copper and, and had a cyanide whatever inside or something. Totally impractical. You know? No. Uh-uh. No. See, God gets more glory. The bigger and badder and meaner and more whatever something is, and you overcome it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God gets more glory that way. So, yeah, praise the Lord. I mean, I don't know what other way to look at this other than to cower in fear, and I won't do that. And I don't want my listeners doing it. Understanding the difference between the catching away of the saints prior to the second return of Jesus, uh, right prior to it, that they've argued and they've missed the point. We're called to fight. The battle is real. So when I get an email from some arrogant prophetess claiming that this is just a couple of obscure verses, I know that the lady's no prophetess, okay? That's a literal situation. I'm sorry, but this is real. 
You know, Greg, when I started on talk radio, the late Sue Bradley, who's gone to be with the Lord a number of years ago, God bless her, she worked for Admiral Thomas Moore, who was a chief of the Joint Chief, head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yes. He told, he told Sue, and she actually sent me an email, it's on my website someplace, he said, there's only one person, and, and this isn't flattery, you guys, this is my calling, and my desire to be obedient to the calling, even though I screw up, even though I say things I shouldn't say I hurt people's feelings. I never mean to do it. But the point is, he said, I'm listening to Steve because God gave him the revelation of the war that's ahead that people will have to fight. Now, again, that's not a pat on the back. It's giving glory to the living God that the former head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff would make that statement, okay? Well, here's what we're talking about tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You're in a battle. We've got the battle raging where our brethren around the world are being beheaded. The women are being raped to death where their insides are on their outsides. They're being mutilated. They're being mowed down 250 at a time. They're being burnt alive. They're being drowned. Our and primarily, they're, they're, he's in reference to the Middle East with these devil, demon-possessed Muslims uh, that our government is literally funding and training, and particularly ISIS. That's what he's primarily in reference to. They're being crucified. They're being shot. They're being thrown off buildings, okay? They're being, and children, mutilated, slaughtered, butchered, having their hearts torn out of their chest and eaten for the cameras. And the silence in the church rolls on and on. Our brethren, who are people who love Jesus as much as you do and trusted him unto death already, are absolutely chopped up and their bodies sold as meat in the meat market. And yet the silence is deafening. So when people tell... Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. All these links that I put out almost on a weekly basis regarding Islam, of all of the atrocities that are going on, and for the most part, the 501c3 Church in America does nothing. They just do nothing. What an abomination to God. What I, I can't even... You Do you know if they mobilize their forces? If all these pseudo-lukewarm devil denominations mobilize just their money alone, instead of being fixated on, on, on getting bigger churches and bigger, uh, better cars and bigger and better houses and whatever else they're doing do you imagine the the punishment for them in hell because i don't believe they're saved i don't not the ones that are orchestrating all of this i'm not saying every every single person in these denominations are going to hell but i'm talking about the people at the top the, the people that are controlling the purse strings you know usually in these types of churches the the smallest fund that they have is the benevolent fund which is like for the poor and the homeless which that really should be like the first according to the Bible. Can you imagine the punishment in hell? I can't even comprehend it. I mean, uh, anyway, but that's something to think about. Because if they mobilize these, this massive amount of money that is being taken on a weekly basis, they could have all the Christians out of the Middle East. They could. They could have them all out in somewhere safe but there's barely anything being done about it and our own government's making sure they stay over their point like zero three percent of any of the quote syrian refugees which are mostly um, fighting age muslim 
devil men that are being brought into Europe and America in order to totally destabilize these countries so that they can bring about the New World Order and impose martial law and that will be triggered when they're given the green light to go on, you know, unbelievable suicide binge things where they're going to kill as many infidels as possible. That's what's coming. That's what their plan is. You're an angry man. Oh, you bet I'm angry because the Bible says you can be angry and sin not. And Greg, you know, it's interesting. I want you to comment on this and then just go directly because you've got the next hour with your breaks to talk about. It's, it's, it's this, and I asked you this off air. What gets real is when it, it, and excuse me, when it gets real, it gets rough, right? And tonight we're talking about a rough subject. It's going to get real. And the, the people that are listening, Jesus said, if I told you earthly things, you believe me not, how can I tell you heavenly things? Yet we're told, woe unto you inhabitants of earth. I mean, people can have their charts, they can have their graphs, but they better man up, ball up, and get ready because a fight is going to be a supernatural one. Now, I want to say this, and I'll turn it right over to you, Greg. I've read the scriptures most of my life. Okay, so I, I should say he does say this is going to be a supernatural fight, and they, they are giving some remedies here. So I spoke a little too soon on the other. I don't I didn't remember him getting into that. 44 uh, years of knowing Jesus. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I do. I read the scriptures. But the point is, is that I have never seen where God's people defeated anything in their own strength. I challenge anybody to tell me that. When they sought the Lord, they were victor victorious. When they turned from the Lord, they were defeated. And that's the same story for the U.S. military. You know, I get mocked all the time, Greg. And to my knowledge, to my knowledge, and the best of my knowledge, no one ever said that the U.S. military would turn against the people of God and the Christians, except the word of the Lord that I posted on my website however many years ago, okay? I got called every name in the book, but here's what I'm telling you. You can call me all the names in the book, slander me, steal my stuff, put it on the internet, bear false witness, try and destroy me, but here's the deal. Not one of those people has done it, calling me a false prophet, calling me this or that, and they're the ones that have the false prophecy because they claim to be a false prophet, has ever been that accurate. And no one could have been that accurate except by the grace of God. What I'm telling people now is that they better get ready. Greg Evenson heard in the last week from his one-star general and others that it's getting ready to go down and that these entities are coming up on the earth. And again, Greg, I want to thank you for your faithfulness to come back on. Now, I'll give it to you. You take it as long as you want it. And, uh, you know, take the next hour because after that we're going to have to let you go just to get rest. But please say anything you want to say and tell the people to get real. I know there are people out there that will believe you. And I, I'm thankful that God has raised you up for this night. Go ahead, sir. Now, also remember, too, that, like I have said a lot, regarding them not wanting Trump in office, <clears throat> if all that has to happen between now and the end of December, essentially, is some cataclysmic event to happen where martial law is declared, elections are suspended, and Obama's in indefinitely. Now, I can't imagine a more hardly a more cataclysmic event than what they're describing here with these giants coming up. But it could also present in a, a number of, a myriad of other different ways. A war with Russia, um, a war with North Korea, um, some whatever. You know, all kind of false flag 
uh, dirty suitcase bombs going off in America, the a big Muslim jihad where they're all triggered at the same time, a pandemic scenario. I mean, there's all kind of scenarios, a natural disaster. So bear that in mind, that could also be what triggers this. Thank you very much. Look, I'm looking at uh, men uh, like uh, John and and uh, and uh, David and uh, Lawrence or Larry down in Oklahoma, uh, state troopers, uh, retired, and others all up through the Midwest that I know probably better because of the geographical area. But, gentlemen, your wives and your families are so faithful uh, to you and others that are still on active duty. Uh, I just want to breathe this very short prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, you know that today, as we were finishing our preparation for this program, that uh, you brought to my mind the vision of you fellas and gals that are out in your squads, wherever it might be, and next door to one another. In other words, one pulls up beside the other, and one driver window and the other driver window i know how that is so he's talking about i guess a maybe a vision or something god showed him about state troopers and they're out on the beat and they pull up next to one another and one's on one side one's going one car's one going one way and one's the other and they roll down their windows and they're talking with one another i'm sure it's something that happens a lot with cops that are patrolling and stuff and they talk to one another throughout the day like this that's what he's in reference to did it many times heavenly father Bless these men and their families. Take whatever it will uh, they they need to convince them. Take it and use it uh, so that they can go on uh, through their careers and be helpful at the time unknown to many of us who are now retired. And thank you for it. Rick and Julie, he's in Ohio. Don't quit praying. Thank you, folks, for indulging me. But listen, these men and women are so critically important and my one star that I just simply can't name, but has let me know that the jihad, that is, the Muslim war, uh, has a what they call zero hour that is going to come. Uh, so now he's talking about the Muslim war. He got this from his one-star general. And there's going to be a zero hour. Remember what I just said about Islam. They, they've been waiting for this for decades. I remember speaking about this at um, a church I went to way back in North Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, Independent Fundamental uh, Baptist Church back there. I remember speaking about this back then regarding the terrorist cells that then I mean, this was back in the 90s and they'd been here for decades already you know how much worse it is now with what obama's done and how they've let him come in and, and how they're letting him come in all the time well they've been waiting for the zero hour they've been waiting for this final hour to finally kill the great satan that they view as the um uh well they view america as okay They've been staging, training, setting up. Our government has helped a lot of this. I've got into this in, in recent things. I'm not saying all factions of the government, but, but the dark factions have 
made sure that they're protected. They're brought in under the cover of darkness. They're actually trained here. They're being trained right now up in the mountains of North Carolina. I, I went over that not too long ago. And they're waiting for the zero hour when they're going to finally be unleashed. And the Bible, well, they, the, there was a lot of uh, New World Order Illuminati predictions saying that there will come a time where we will release the nihilists, basically. And that they're going to do it all at once. Shock and awe, order out of chaos. And this is what he's in reference to. Against America. It's coming uh, in that time frame, as I mentioned before. Uh, between now and early 2017, somewhere in there. Okay, now, so he's he's making a time-dependent prediction here. He's saying that this, with the Islamic, is coming between now and the, um, I guess, the start of 2017? Hold on, let me just re-listen re to that again. Thank you, folks, for ind indulging me, but listen, these men and women are so critically important and my one star that I just simply can't name, but has let me know that the jihad, that is, the Muslim war, uh, has a, what they call, zero power that is going to come uh, against America. It's coming uh, in that time frame, as I mentioned before, uh, between now and early 2017 early 2017 now i've said this a lot over the last few months that if something cataclysmic does not happen between you know the election and particularly you know usually you'd think before the election you know that would make the most sense but he's saying early 2017 um it would be a miracle yeah if they were able to get Hillary in there, I could see it being put off a little bit longer. But I'm telling you, it really seems to, that really seems to be the time frame now. God could push it ahead. And I believe God's pushed it ahead many times. But it just seems to be getting to that. I mean, and then with the censorship of the news now, that's really starting to happen. They, I think they want to have that all in place ahead of time so they can tr totally control the narrative when all this evil garbage starts to go down. Somewhere in there, that uh, mosques, all of them, not a, not one here or one there. Look, folks, I'm sorry. If this offends you, then be offended. But the mosques exist in this country so that they may fulfill their jihad goal of doing away with America, with all that we stand for, and they want to have the last say about all that's taking place in this country. Now, now, what if you didn't catch that, it's the Islamic mosques exist to destroy the infidels, to take over America, to destroy the great Satan, to ultimately occupy the White House, which they kind of already do because, you know, Obama's in there. That is why they, so every time if you're, if you're buying any of these mosques, just understand you go by that that is their goal. That's why we need to pray against these devil buildings. They are, if, if there was ever Satan's um, toehold, every time you see a mosque on American soil, it is another toehold of Satan. 
that is literally exists just to annihilate you and your family. You gotta be saying to yourself, well, why would they do that? Well, it's very simple. Because they are Satan's minions. Sorry if you're offended. How could you be offended? By the fruit you shall know them. Look at all the wicked fruit Islam produces. The most wicked fruit on planet Earth right now is coming from that devil death religion. That devil death cult. There is no religion which has the quantity of evil that that religion possesses and are doing more damage and more evil than that religion is doing. Not even anything close on planet Earth. That's the way it is. They are here to lay claim to America, to do what Steve described earlier, only to American citizens, and make no mistake. I don't care whether your name is Cruz or Trump or Clinton. It doesn't matter. You are not, at this point, ready for what's going to happen. And I pray each night that whoever ultimately gets the nod for President of the United States will have the courage and will have the motivation to say whatever it takes for us to go down to South America. Like Clinton would do that? Come on. I'm sure that devil witch has already been briefed about all this stuff and she's salivating at the prospect of these things coming and them yoking up with them and that being their henchmen. I mean, let's face it, Noah's day, that's what I'm sure that that the like that wicked, evil, corrupt humanity had done. It wasn't like the giants had killed all of humanity. No, what did they do then? They capitulated, and they yoked up with them. Because, you know, hey, this is our muscle. What are you going to do? And this is what Clinton would love to do all day long. To head them off. And to stop that tunnel. What are- so what he's saying is, is that if basically if Trump gets in, I'm just going to simplify this, that he would have the courage to go down there and blow these tunnels. You know, whether it be a small nuclear device or whatever, blow them, seal them, so that these things can't literally come out by the millions into, you know, onto onto planet Earth's surface. That's what he's talking about here. Did you ever think I'd be doing an audio where we're talking about this kind of stuff here? But it seems like every time I'm doing an audio, it gets more insane and more insane. What The subjects that we're literally talking about. For it takes. Now, this is me speaking, not these people. If it takes a nuclear device to stop it or sever, then so be it. There's nothing else. We'll do it, gentlemen. Ishmael, Amarazi. They're too, in other words, the tunnels are too big. They're like a quarter mile across or something, some of these tunnels. And maybe uh, hundreds of feet high. You, it would take like a nuclear device in order to implode one of these things, is what he's saying. At a home, 10 miles from downtown Washington, where he maintain an archive of the material that they're going to work with and buy to make sure that their goals are reached. And if you don't think, you don't believe 
that they're going to try with every fiber of their being to accomplish this goal. And I'm sorry, you simply are out of the loop. You're not going to make it. And this is so sad that these folks, uh, Steve, Doug and Joe, are just not going to make it. They're not going to be there. And so, look, one more time. I am being told by military people that these areas that are wide open to the movement, the orderly, and uh, I mean by orderly, I simply mean that they will uh, do what their military plans call uh, to make sure that everything that they have planned can be carried out. The Muslim uh, mission archives and the orders are those uh, that have secrets that will take them right to your back door. Okay, so this was this last little part he was talking about where the Muslims that have been pre-positioned here, they have very specific game plans. I'm trying to do a little translation because he's, you know, he's he's a little bit all over the board with what he's talking about here. And, and God bless him. He's, he's in a very sickly state. He's having a hard time talking. But I'm trying to kind of clarify because this is the third time I've literally listened to this. Okay, so it's like a little more sense to me the more I hear it. And what he's saying is the Muslims have a very specific game plan that they have been given and that they are going to literally prior to all of this thing if there's any materials they don't have in order to implement their uh holocaust type game plan they're going to go get them and they're and then when things go down and when they're given the green light they're going to implement them and they're going to implement them in stages and those stages they're going to be trying to annihilate as many infidels as possible and he says ultimately to bring them all the way to your back door that's where we're at so far we're camp now, one thing some of you may know, some of you may not know, is that working hand and glove with the Muslim uh, extremists are Black Lives Matter across the country. Imagine that. The George Soros spy just gave, I don't know how many more million to Black Lives Matter. One of the most wicked, evil, devil organizations had everything to do with what just happened in Charlotte. Most of those people that were committing all that mayhem in Charlotte were from Black Lives Matter. They're out of state, pre-positioned, on purpose, in order to start a race war. I have said it before, they're going to yoke up with the Muslims, and now it's it turns out then they may be even yoking up with this other contingent. Remember, evil is going to be joining hands with evil. In whatever way that manifests, evil factions of our government joined up with evil Muslims, joined up with Black Lives Matter, okay, and whatever other evil entities that may be coming from these tunnels. Yes, that's what he's going to go on to say. That they would actually, and then the foreign troops already on our soil that have a hatred for us. What do you think about them apples? Talk about, you know, the odds are stacked against us. But you know what? The worse the odds are, the greater the chance for God to get the glory. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. Because the odds are going to be insurmountable if you look at them on paper. 
I mean, yeah, there's going to be certain factions of our military that won't. And there's, yeah, you got the Patriot community. But literally, are you serious? Do you think we're going to be able to stand up against, like, and I'm, I'm not talking about if there was no spiritual component involved. If you took God out of the equation, okay, as though God didn't exist. And I'm not saying he does, doesn't exist. I'm saying if you did do that, you would have to admit the odds would be stacked against us. They're going to be the ones with the nukes. They're going to be the ones with the advanced weaponry. They're going to be the ones with the giants and all these other uh, cryptozoological creatures, most likely, on their side. Transhuman, probably super soldiers, black-eyed beings, um, uh, Satanists, Luciferians, every wicked faction of this country, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender to a certain extent, Black Lives Matter, all the Muslims, the wicked factions of our military that will that will go along with orders. On paper, we'd have no chance. But God is greater. God is greater. And the worse the odds are, the more chance for God to get the glory. That's what I'm all about. That's what I'm looking at right now. Because I could just sit here and say, oh, I'll throw up my hands. There's no, 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 no. God is greater than all this. I am, God said, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? No, there's not. Always maintain that in the forefront of your mind. I'm here to kind of like give you worst case scenario so that if worst case scenario happens, it's not going to be a big surprise to you. And a blow to your faith. Because you've already, you know, okay, I've already had the scenario in my mind. God's still greater. They are committed to the same goal, the same um, elimination of not only white people, I'm not. Black Lives Matter is committed to the same goal. I just, these are just some of the headlines that I'm going to put out in my next newsletter. Um... Well, Obama thinks sovereignty, U.S. sovereignty is overrated, should cede freedoms to the U.N. Um, so that's another gigantic plot where we would be taken over by the U.N. Things are being ceded over to the U.N. Obama's already doing that. We know the U.N. wants to kill us. So there's another enemy I didn't really even bring up. Um, Americans must give up freedom of action. Obama tells United Nations final push for one world government begins. Remember, they're in full desperation mode now because there's a lot of people, no matter if they rig the election or not, there's a ton of people that are waking up about wicked, evil, corrupt Hillary, about wicked, evil, corrupt Obama, about how wicked and evil our government is. The sheeple are getting restless. They don't like it. They're probably advancing their timetable. Maybe why all this is, is, is happening now and it's such a, you know, Breakneck speed. Is the nanny state preparing a martial law crackdown upon America? Every day we see we have a government of wolves no longer able to hide in sheep's clothing. Sor George Soros, Western society must fall before the one world government can be established. Riots in Charlotte reveal George Soros plotting and scheming as usual. Who's behind the riots? Charlotte police say 70% of arrested protesters had out-of-state IDs. I mean... A black cop shoots another black guy who's a felon who should have never had a gun. And then they say all white people are devils with a black police chief that announced it all. But all white people are devils. And they're beating up white people 
I mean, rioting, trashing places, looting Walmart, looting businesses, beating up people, because that's going to make everything so much better. That'll show them, you know. It's, 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 it's just total insanity. Um, kill white people graffiti rocks Tampa. You're starting to see this more now. So I'm telling you, this is all part of it as well. All part of it. Trying to make it racial. It's a fact. But what they're doing is starting at a county level. Now look, I'm staying in touch uh, with my sheriff. Not as much as I should, but I'm trying. And I will tell you that uh, there is no way that we could do this without a county sheriff, without the state militia. Because the sheriff is the first line of, of really, the first and the last should be line of defense against a federal government takeover that would come into a given county. The sheriff is, is the one for that. And that's why it's so important to have good sheriffs for that reason. That is the state uh, army guard. And I'm telling you, I have trained over many years those that are responsible within the military and that have organized after they retired uh, to be considered uh, state guard, like in Texas, or simply that they are on uh, the same team as the rest of it so that when you come upon a, uh, uh, an airport in the middle of nowhere that has as part of it uh, uh, as part of it uh, all of its uh, equipment the, the uh, resources necessary to fight uh, these guys, then be glad that somebody out there has been putting this together on your behalf. That somebody in the Rocky Mountains, somebody in Montana, somebody somewhere has been working on your behalf and if without it. So, would- so in other words, there are still good factions of our government that exist. I believe from sheriff to military to you name it, and that they are most likely, at least to a certain extent, aware of, of what's coming, maybe not the exact particulars of it. And there, and there are factions of our military, of our police, of our, you know, sheriffs and these types of things that are gearing up for this. no possible that we could uh, see the moments of possibility that we could move ahead and try to do that, which is for our nation. Uh, when we met in, in uh, Montana last year, uh, I will tell you, it was a moment uh, to behold. Roughly 500 people, all of them, uh, giving their lives and their their moments uh, together uh, to say, we will help, we will be a part of this. Now, I don't know the 500 he met with, if they were all state troopers, if it was a mixture of sheriff, state trooper, police, military, not 100% sure whether they were tired, active. Maybe it was just a mixture of all of that. 
But that is encouraging to hear that. When I talk to so many, uh, uh, along with Mike Petty, my dear friend, uh, who was there in the mix mixture to say, whatever it takes, Craig, we're going to do it. And so, look, make no mistake, we are preparing, still preparing, still making it work, and we will not quit, as Steve said earlier. I'm sorry, I'm just not put together that way. Neither are the generals and the colonels and the men that I know that are out there that are saying, just keep it going, Steve. Keep it going, Craig. Don't quit, Doug and Joe. Look, they're counting on us because they're so few. We're, I mean, we're like the first line. The people that are Christian alternative media that will get into these subjects, okay, that like that we're getting in. We're kind of like the front line. No, Alex Jones likes to fancy himself as he's the spear tip and all this, this other stuff. These are subjects he won't even touch, okay? And, and man, is that guy narcissistic. Oh, my word. And it's such false humility. It's always like he brags about stuff, and then he acts like, well, I'm not bragging. And, and all of these mighty exploits and stuff. And I really want to see what his big bad Alex Jones's reaction is when this stuff literally starts to go down on a supernatural level. And a lot of these other people, too, that are that are looking at this from in, those, in that way... Um, I'm not saying that because I think I'm so perfect and I'm so brave and I'm so wonderful, but man, I see a lot of narcissism with certain people out there, um, kind of taking the credit for everything. People that are, are willing to cover this, these subjects though, are going to be kind of front line and um, are going to be hated by the New World Order. But at this point, I really do think that they think their plan is so far advanced that it really doesn't matter what we say because like that one guy just told me, our dark masters are going to implement this and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, we'll see about that. We will see because my God is the creator of the universe and you will never be able to beat that. That they could count on in the government. Those that are in the government working against us, working against your families, working to take us down. And that means we've got to work that much harder. Gentlemen, I'm about ready a little break and uh my wife brought me something here says what does jihad have to do with the giants okay now did you hear that because i was kind of wondering about that too when i heard him say all that i'm like he's kind of like commingling the jihad the islamic jihad and black lives matter and this type of stuff with He's talking about giants, women, and jihad the next. So his wife gives him a question, and she says, what does jihad have to do with giants? She doesn't even really know. Because you got to give the guy some grace, because, I mean, he's not feeling well, and he's probably trying to organize his thoughts, and, and it's hard for him. So he'll go on into that now. Well, I have to believe that jihad, which is war, which is a uh, killing of all those who are not, the same culture uh, arm as the uh, uh, Muslims. Uh, it is it is that of these people who are allied. Steve, correct me if you think I'm wrong. But those allies, whether it's Black Lives Matter, uh, Muslims, Muslims in government, Muslims in, in the uh, uh, the, uh, 
I think I think Greg, what you're what you're saying is this: is evil is going to have its full expression, and in that full expression will be concurrent evils. But let me share this: the Bible is very clear about the battles that are going to take place. That it's going to be uh, ominous. Let me remind everybody of this: the Super Bowl commercial. And this thanks Randy Conway. By the way, I put up his new. Uh, poem on the alerts. Everyone had better read that. But here's what he said. He's quoting the 2014 Maserati Super Bowl commercial. The world is full of giants. We were like a wind appearing out of nowhere. Trust what we feel in our guts, in our hearts. Then when we're ready, quietly out of the dark and strike. Now, that was in 2014, and if those of you familiar with Maserati cars know what the uh, uh, emblem is, it's the Trident, and off there was an Operation Trident, Trident is... Which is a very wicked symbol, okay? It's a very occultic symbol. It's, I believe, what, I think Poseidon, the or, or either that or Neptune, I'm pretty sure Poseidon, that was what he, he possessed, um, and he was basically just one of the Greek god fallen angel. Uh, deities, you know, God, small g type fallen angels. So it's a wicked symbol. The name of our nuclear uh, missiles, actually our nuclear submarines, the Trident submarines. So the Trident goes back to very much one of the Greek gods. And, and you know, this is what people just don't understand. What it has to do is simply this. They who love death are going to embrace it. And the giants are coming back to take their vengeance. Now, I want to share a couple things, okay? And it, it would just bear with me. Greg is talked, or has talked about and opened up about Stargates. Let me tell you what some of the things I know. Some I feel really at liberty to talk about and others I don't. You pray about these, and then when the Lord releases me, I'll give you more stuff. First of all, the gates have been located near and around underground pyramids. Are you noticing all the pyramids are starting to come into play? And not just what's on top of the earth, but under the earth. The gates have also been located underwater. Stargates, okay, which I've talked about uh, many times. Also known as portals, wormholes, these types of things where these evil entities can... can enter and exit okay cern is basically basically trying to create the biggest stargate on the planet where it's letting these evil entities from a spiritual standpoint literally through okay that's what cern is all about okay so that's kind of what we're in reference to here Interesting, huh? the gates have been located in both polar regions with by the way one of the uh, the two strongest gate points are both the north pole and the south pole that gates have been located on other planets. I've shared with you Skunk Works, the former head of Skunk Works statement, that anything that the people can imagine they've already done. People said we're 100 years in advance. I'll tell you this, multi-star generals have said we're not hundreds of years in advance. We're 50,000 years in the past advanced. A special operations general once told me, uh, Greg, he said, Steve, 90% of what we do behind the scenes is dealing with advanced technology, advanced weaponry, and trying to keep each of the other sides from obtaining it. And he said, that's on the left hand. On the right hand, we fight the things that go bump in the night, and we have to fight those things so that people don't disappear in the night. But I remember him saying, 
saying the time will come when they are told by the Lord to stand down. And ladies and gentlemen, I haven't heard from those gentlemen for a number of years, and they were told to stand down, and they have. That's why the gates are open. If you do not understand what CERN is, then you're lacking discernment, being able to tell the times and the seasons. What's also interesting is this, that uh, the gates fit perfectly on top of the pyramids that they're adjacent to. Every time I have seen the gates, and when I say I have seen them, I've only seen drawings that way. I'm not in possession of anything that's other than just drawings by a very artistic general. And I don't even have those anymore because, unfortunately, I guess I threw them away when I had all my stuff shredded. Gates are located near Mount Ebo, Mount Moriah, and ladies and gentlemen, where the angels first fell. See, I think people just think that the angels, Greg, fell off clouds and stuff. Which is Mount Hermon. Somehow ended up, you know, on Mount Hermon. Most people won't deal with the fact that they came, they gated. You want to know more about Mount Hermon, just get Hermon in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I did a whole series of studies. Regarding that subject, it's fascinating stuff. Just like Jacob's ladder. And when we say of a ladder, that doesn't mean, you know, one that's an extension ladder. It means something that gets you from a lower location to a higher location or a higher location to a lower location. And listen to this. This is amazing. Those who have already jumped space, and if you don't believe that's happening, then you're about, yeah, 50 years behind. They've identified gate structures on the moon's surface, Mars, Europa, and the planets outside the solar system. Guess what? They can't identify those gates unless they've gone to those gates. So if they've gone to those gates and know what's opening in those gates, you see, this is the... Remember I, I had, not too long ago, I talked about Stargate SGI, and that at the end of the credits it would have this basically show is... is um. Like the DOD, the Department of Defense, is literally part of the the basically pro- the production of the show. I mean, what? Remember, they have to let us know ahead of time to a certain extent. What this is a big reason why we have so many Hollywood shows conveying all of this information because so much of what you're actually seeing in these shows has already been done. We've already been there, done it. We're doing it. We've literally got teams going off-world through these Stargates. I mean, you can choose to believe it or not, but it seems as though it's very—it's almost becoming more and more common knowledge. And they've got literal shows that have, like, I don't even know how many seasons Stargate SGI. It was, like, a ton. Then they had Stargate Atlantis. Then they had Stargate Universe. And I've, I've heard first-hand accounts of, of, of many people now. Like I said, they're coming out of the woodwork now. They're being given the green light because this is called soft disclosure that this is actually the case. We do have these programs, these, these Stargates. And, and, you know, so I, I'm just saying I've covered it a lot in the past and it just seems to be more and more apparent that this is the case. The thing that is so astonishing me, Doug, Joe, Greg, is people will not the church. The church has abdicated its supernatural empowerment by the Holy Spirit to not only take on evil, but to defeat it. In the meantime, the Satanists, the Luciferians, the globalists, and all those who are practicing
using the dark arts and the pharmakia, which the book of Revelation calls their uh, sorceries, they continue on the, their sorceries. And so when you're dealing with myths... So the occultists are getting stronger and stronger and stronger, refining their black dark arts, gaining their armies, building their armies, building their infrastructure, and the Christians are getting weaker and weaker and weaker, by and large, and more pathetic and more uneducated and more gelded. Which is true! And the Bible predicted it was going to happen. But it's a big reason why this ministry exists. To try to push back against that and educate Christians so that we're not taken unaware. We're not ignorant of Satan's devices. And legends, and now those myths and legends are coming alive. I think, Greg, you also told me that they're going to be appearing in the jungles of South America, Latin America, and uh, Mexico. I think those were the three places you mentioned. And that obscure, abandoned ruins are where they're going to come out. Is that an accurate representation? Well, it not only is, uh, but you must understand uh, that some of this uh, was a precursor during the days of the ancient Indian tribes, uh, that they not only worshipped these beasts, but they were a part of the uh, present uh, movement toward uh, our seeing them come, and they'll be coming through jungles, through back mountainous areas so that they are not visible until the last moment. Okay, so again, I've just covered that in the recent teachings on the Giants, where we have all of that first-hand accounts from all of those Spanish and Catholic historians, you know, Americo Vespucci and, and these types of, of people that were their first-hand credible witnesses, wrote whole books on all of the giants they encountered when they came into like florida to to all you know then going all the way around into like alabama into mississippi into mexico and all of these giants that were there and a lot what a lot with the aztecs and the mayans they were worshiping these giants they were their gods this is the reason they got into child and human sacrifice because their gods demanded it this is a reason that they did that that um, headboarding, that cradle headboarding thing where they would tie off their heads because they wanted to look like them. A lot of them had elongated skulls. So a lot of the people tried to make their skulls look that way. This is how those pyramids most likely got built through the giants, whether it was through telekinesis where they were moving stone or whether it was through their sheer power. But it was well known within the Mayans and the Aztecs that this is who they worship. That was their gods. That's why they became so evil and depraved. And God let them, for the most part, a lot of times be wiped off because you reap what you sow. There's no argument about that. So we're just coming back full circle. You know, that's what we're doing here. So that's the end of that, that interview here. And I'm so far over on this part. But... I'm going to go ahead and just finish this out real quick. Um, the next report is more gigantic fossilized Nephilim footprints found. Here is a picture. You might want to just go into the PDF. It shows a guy with his foot in a very, very ancient footprint. And um, several enormous human foot, footprint fossilized in a rock were discovered in China's southwestern province of Guizhou. On August 24th, a group of photographers detected a set of giant footprints in the rock located in the 
Pingyang village. Local media reported. One of the footprints, which may date back to ancient times, is the shape of a left foot that is 57 centimeters long. 20 centimeters wide and 3 centimeters deep. I'm looking at it, and obviously this rock at one time was like mud. And then it hardened up by ever whatever means, and the, the impression stayed in the thing. The, the footprint is, I mean... Like, this guy has his foot in there, and it looks like it's at least double as long, and I don't even know how, much, how many times wider. One, two, three, four, five. Looks like it's five toes. Um, such discoveries have been made before, leaving scientists puzzled. One of the huge footprints was first discovered near South African town in 1912 by a hunter named Stoffel Coetzee. According to Michael Tellinger, who made a YouTube video of his visit to the site in 2012, the footprint known by locals as the footprint of God is about 1.2 meters in length. Now, it looks more than 1.2 meters to me. I'm looking at this thing. It is gigantic. It's literally from an adult grown man's neck because it's literally in the side of the rock. The rock must have gotten moved over the, the time span. And now the rock is, the footprint's literally like going up vertically okay but it looks like it's from the top of his neck to below the bottom of his knees that's how big it is it's it's as wide as the guy's body at least at the top if not wider it's huge you, you got to see these pictures if, you, if you've never seen them um this is a real footprint you can go visit it's about 1.2 meters in length another another discovery of an old footprint was made in New Mexico by a paleontologist, Jerry McDonald, in 1987. And it shows his, his child um, next to it. The guy that you'll see one picture and you see another one. And the one with his child, oh man, it's, uh, it's, it's close to probably the length of his body. Of his body. He's got like, I don't know, 10-year-old child. It's almost as long as his whole body next to it so um the thing about it is when you look at it you can tell there's this big uh thing at the toes and it's like at the time when it was mud it would be like if you had sunk your foot down way in mud and, and the and the toes would push the mud up that that mud is still there this is not something that somebody just made in the rock you can tell it looks old, it looks authentic, it, it's something that's been there a long, long time. It's in the middle of nowhere in Africa. So, um, we have that, which is pretty amazing. Um, and then the last thing, I, I just was sent this today, and um, I, I did talk about this some before, um, and um, Elliot Marzula and Richard Shaw, the Kanahar Giant, you must watch these videos. Um, and again, it says, The argument is, who are the sons of God? Genesis 6-4. The only way to find the truth is King James Bible. You don't have to go to the Greek, Hebrew, Schofield to find the truth. And again, they just go over a lot of the Bible verses that I go over that we just proved who they are. And I think we've already done, a, hopefully, a pretty good job at that today. Um, but the this is this Kandahar giant that our special forces killed in, two, in uh, 2002. Um is the government covering it up? Here's a whole YouTube video. And then there's another one, Giant of Kandahar. Um, he, where L.A. Marzula, 
interviews a member of the U.S. military who's president at the shooting of the Kanhar Giant. He goes into details about the encounter with the giant. Red hair, six fingers, six toes, double row of teeth. He said it was the worst thing that I have ever smelled in my life. It was so putrid, so rancid, so overwhelming. Just the, the smell of this thing coming out in the open. Can you imagine what it'd be like if you're cuddled up next to one of these bad boys? I mean, you know, talk about needing some, uh, um, I don't know, some, some deodorant. I mean, I don't know. They'd have to have the extra special, you know, um, giant deodorant that, uh, <laughs> it's, they, these things stink so bad that you can't even comprehend it, evidently. Okay? So just more evidence they're straight from the pit of hell. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, a giant, giant speed stick maybe maybe might. But, you know, it probably wouldn't anyway. Um, and then another one, another video, Nephilim report from Afghanistan. And this is, this is regarding Steve Quayle and the pilot who flew the giant out of Afghanistan. Um, I think that might be another giant there in reference to. And then there's other videos too that you can watch. So I wanted just to throw that in because I, I didn't really cover that in depth. And I, I provide you the videos um, uh, for that. Or not the videos. Well, they are kind of videos that you can watch, I guess. I think they're more of an audio interview though. So anyway, that's all I have for today. Um, and um, I will go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time that you have given us, Lord. I, I, uh, Lord, I don't think I have ever covered information like this in all my years of ministry, and it seems like every week now, this seems to be getting pushed to the front. Uh, this type of information, Lord, I don't know how long this ministry has, Lord, online. This might be the last time. I might have another year. I might have another, another two. I don't know, God. That's up to you. I do pray, Lord, if it be your will for your divine intervention, regarding all of these matters and that you prepare the body of christ for what is coming you prepare your remnant i pray you protect the innocent the children the widows the orphans lord those that cannot protect themselves god i do also pray that you teach them to be warriors low though lord for for christ and and that they would pray and and that they would be educated regarding these matters so that they would not be taken unawares of what is actually coming lord and only you fully know lord what is actually going to be coming because you're the one that would permit it lord to happen so uh, i just pray you strengthen the body of christ uh, my listeners i pray you bless them lord and and that you use us mightily lord for your glory and that through these events through these mighty exploits lord i do believe you're going to do through your remnant that you would use that to bring many people to the lord jesus christ Use it, Lord, to strengthen the faith of the body of Christ so that, you know, they're not living in a spirit of fear, God. They fear you, Lord, but they're not fearing the devil. They're not living in the spirit of a fear of man because the fear of man bringeth a snare, according to your word. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. And I humbly ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.